Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called the Avdi David, my servant King David. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Achron Shal Pesach in the year Tavshin Memvav, 37 years ago. The Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse in honor of Hey Tevis, the fifth day of the, of the month of Tevis, in the year of Hakel, um, in the year of Tavshin Memches, 35 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in the Prophets where it says, The Avdi David, my servant King David, Melech Aleim is the king over them. There's going to be one leader taking care of all of them. Rebbe says it's known the Chassidic uh, discourse from the previous Rebbe on this verse that he explains over he, uh, explains over there that this verse the Avdi David is referring to the King Messiah, which is called in the name of King, of David. As we know, David Malka Mashiach, King David, the 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 King Messiah. So again, so the previous Rebbe says it's referring to what King Messiah. What 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 is the what is the point that in the future? When Mashiach comes, and as King David, we're going to have one leader. In other words, we're not going to have two kingdoms, like unfortunately in the past. In other words, in the past we know, by the Jewish people, there were two kingdoms. You had the kingdom of King David, and you had also the kingdom of, 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 of the tribe of Joseph, which was Ephraim. In other words, the kingdom of King David was from which tribe? The tribe of Judah. And the um, the kingdom of, of the Ephraim, the of, of the house of Joseph, was in the tribe of Joseph. So you have two different kingdoms, Judah and Joseph. However, when Mashiach comes, there's not going to be any more two kingdoms. We're going to have one leader for everybody, and who is that going to be? That's going to be King David from the tribe of Judah. So the Rebbe says we have to understand. What are we saying? That in the future, when Mashiach comes, there's like a promise. The prophet is prophesizing and saying, there's going to be one leader. There's not going to be any more two kingdoms. Obviously, there must be a reason to think there might be two kingdoms. And we're telling you, you might think there might be two kingdoms. So the fact is, there's not going to be two kingdoms. There's going to be one. But the question is, what's the what's the reason that in the future, when Mashiach comes, there's a possibility of two kingdoms? Question number one. Also, we have to understand what is the what is the guarantee that 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 the the one kingdom is going to be from King David from the tribe of of, of Judah, and he's going to be the king. In other words, the fact is we find Joseph has certain qualities over over Yehuda. What what are the qualities? Because we know, for example, uh, look in the Torah, look in the look in the look at look at look in the Bible. Between you, Joseph and Yehuda, who was the king over everybody? Joseph was the king over all the brothers, including Yehuda as well. And like it says clearly in his dreams, what was going to happen, and that's what happened. Also, there's a quality that takes place in the tribe, in, in the kingdom of Joseph, because he was from one of the ten tribes. However, Judah was only over two tribes. So we're saying, Mashiach comes, guess what? David, Judah, that's going to be the king. One second, Yosef. He was the leader of all the tribes. And, 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 and so wh- why are we saying it's specifically going to go for sure to King David? Also, we have to understand 
What does this mean practically? I mean, Joseph, Yehuda, one king, two king. What does that have to do with our serving Hashem? Because we know it's all about, we're not learning stuff, hypothetical stuff, other people. It's all about how can it relate to us in our, in our connection to Hashem. And especially, like we know, like the altar says clearly in Tanya, that all the revelations, what's going to happen in the future when Mashiach comes, is dependent on our actions and our spiritual work in Gullus. And like it says clearly, today it's to do our job, and the future when Mashiach comes, we're going to what? Receive the, receive the reward. So again, so the question is, what does that have to do with our, what, what does that have to do with, with our practical avoid, and especially that we create the future reality? Okay. Shadab explains and he says as follows. We know the difference between Joseph and Yehuda, like literally from their names of Yosef and Yehuda, Knows Yehuda comes from the, the idea of Lashon Haidoya, acceptance. Bittel, acceptance. Yehuda is all about the part of us, acceptance. Yosef comes from the expression of to suffer, to add. Like it says in the, in the, clearly in the Torah, the, the mother prayed that God should add another child. So again, so Yosef is about adding and Yehuda is about acceptance. What does that mean practically? That what praise out practically is a difference between the 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 ability to act and the ability of intellectual intellectual comprehension. In other words, so you have like this: you have action, doing, getting the job done, and then you have intellectual comprehension. The connection with acceptance, in other words, by human beings in general, that we consider them a daber. And how much more so by the Jewish people, not only are we Madabra that we communicate, we have a godly spark within us. So that's the power to do. In other words, in order for us to do, to do an action, in order to do something, you have to have acceptance. Without acceptance, you're not doing anything. In order to say you want to go do something, why are you doing it? Because you're accepted that this is the thing to do. So acceptance, Haidoya, brings action. Action comes from acceptance. Why? What, is, what does it mean practically? What does acceptance mean? You're, you're accepting and you're acknowledging that a certain idea, a certain thing, even though you don't comprehend it in your intellect, or even if it's the opposite of the way you think, but nevertheless, I'm willing to do it. So Haidoya, acceptance, brings action, action which I don't comprehend, and even if I think it should be the opposite. But this is, this is what you have to do, so you go ahead and you do it. Where does it play out? In action. In other words, because a person goes ahead and does something, which means that your will and your intellect is is following the action. And technically, there's a downgrade in your intellect and your will, and in, in all people, and especially by the Jewish people, you're literally downgrading to the lowest level, the level of action. So in order to do something, that you that you don't necessarily comprehend or you don't necessarily uh, agree with, you have to pull in which attribute the attribute of acceptance. Just like, for example, the soul comes down was connected to God in the highest levels. It comes down to the lowest levels. It, why does it want to come down here? And the answer is, it's forced to come down here. Like I said, I'll kark against our will. We're going to live. So again, so what do we see? This so far, there's Yosef and Yehuda. Yosef is about adding. Yehuda is what about acceptance? Where does it play out? Haidoya is all about action. Acceptance brings action. Action action comes from acceptance.
However, the idea of adding, where does that come from? In other words, why does somebody add something? Because, ah, it makes sense. It's a good idea. So when it makes sense and a good idea, you want to add. And then you add even more. So Chachma and Seichel, intellect, true intellect, causes you to do more. Not just accepting, I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to even do more. Where is it, where, what does that pray practically in our Svirot? That is the attribute, the, the sphere of what? Of, of Bina. What is Bina called? Bina is called Rechayvay Sanar. Where basically it's an overflowing of the river. Which means you're adding and you're adding and you're doing more. Which basically, which basically means it, it's, it's coming from the birth of intellect. And that's a, for example, when you study, when you use Bina, you, you're getting more ideas and you're discussing it, you're developing, etc. So it's opposite of acceptance. Why? Because the, 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 the human, human race, and specifically the Jewish people, intellect is something which makes sense. And when things make sense, you go ahead and you add into it. Okay. So you know, what do we have so far? We have two powerful components that every one of us have. One is that power to accept. And that causes us to do, and, and we're going to do because we accept. And then there's the power of the intellect, and the intellect will cause for us to go, constantly add things so it, because it makes sense. Now, these two ideas, where is a prayer practically? Praise are practically in our relation with Hashem between learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. Why? Because what is learning Torah means? Because we know the Torah comes from Hashem. As it says, I rise of a kuchabrikulchad, Torah and Hashem is one. And like the altar explains in Tanya, that when a person learns Torah, you literally unite with the giver of the Torah in the greatest unity which is which which is which is possible for a human being. And in every world that you learn Torah, when you learn Torah, you you reach the level to the truth of Torah and the internal part of Torah. Now so what happens when you're learning Torah, what happens when you're learning Torah? It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. You understand it. You get it. You're connecting to Hashem. So Torah represents the idea of, of, of it a, a, a Yiddish word, Geshmak, or Hebrew word, Tainug. There's a tremendous joy in learning Torah. When someone learns Torah, it's kind of, intellectually it makes sense. It's stimulating. It's a, it's a powerful connection to God. So it's a very, very enjoyable experience. It's connected to which, which, it's connected to Tainuk, and, and it's actually very, very enjoyable. However, when it comes to doing a mitzvah, mitzvah is an action. Putting on tefillin, keeping Shabbos, kashras, I mean the 613 commandments, the 248 positive, 369 negative, it's all about doing the action. In other words, mitzvah is, is connected to what? Physical things uh, in this world, which is not you. We are doing something else. That's the mitzvah. And so when it comes to doing a mitzvah, since it's not me, I have to just go ahead and do it. What component does it require there? It requires acceptance. You have to leave, so to speak, me. You're going down from this high level of this intellectual person I am, this emotional person I am, and you're going down, so to speak, from intellect and, uh, and from the of more levels of, of, of understanding, literally to just going and doing something. And that's, so to speak, the lowest part of the person, just a, fu- a functional, you like you feel like you're a machine in a certain way. And let's explain in many, many discourses that the, the power to do, animals have also. Animals also do. And in that level, we actually, we're actually in, li- uh, in line uh, w- w- with an animal. We, bo- we both do. So, so it's actually a damn great 
from, from a high level. And what causes us to go ahead and do things, that's that level of idea, acceptance. So that's why. When it comes to learning Torah, you have to learn, and you have to enjoy it, etc. But it comes to doing mitzvahs, it's all about doing, doing it. In Kabbalah, it's called Kabbalah Sarah, accepting the yoke. And, and, and a yoke really applies by an animal. And this is the two ideas of what? Of Yosef, which is adding, which is the idea of Torah, and Yehuda's mitzvahs. So what they're saying is like this. Yehuda, we said, is what? Acceptance. Acceptance is connected to what? To action. Action is what? Is mitzvahs. So Yehuda is associated with mitzvahs, the function, doing it, acceptance of doing the mitzvah. Yosef, on the other hand, is adding. Where is that? Intellect, and that's connected to Torah. Okay, so we have a clear picture of the spiritual makeup of Yosef and Yehuda. Yosef is all about adding, and it's all about learning Torah. And Yehuda is all about acceptance, and it's all about doing the mitzvahs. Now, these two components of learning Torah, which we said is connected to Yosef, and doing mitzvahs, which is connected to Yehuda, you know, learning and, and action... So there's a debate in the Talmud. What's greater? What is greater? Is, is it greater the idea of learning Torah, which is basically the geschmack, the excitement, and the adding into it? Or is it greater the idea of doing mitzvahs, the kasapnas, do what you have to do? And it says in the Talmud, there's a big debate. One person says, no, Talmud is greater. It's much more greater. It's enjoyable. You're engaged with your intellect. And the other person says, no. The main thing is the action. You got to listen. You got to do fulfill the mitzvot. Now, from the from the from if you look in the Talmud, it comes out as follows: When they <coughs> put Talmud on the stand on its own, let's look at Talmud. You're studying. You're comprehending. You're enjoying it. You're adding in it, and then they put on the stand the mitzvot. You're doing what Hashem wants you to do. So they weren't able to say this one is bigger. Talmud is huge in its own right. Because by through Talmud, you connect to God, and you're enjoying God, and you're adding in God. And through mitzvahs, you're following what God wants. You can't say one is better, one is higher. No, they're two powerful components. In other words, each one has a quality the other one doesn't have. The quality in learning is the tainuk, the enjoyment, the pleasure. But on the other hand, there's a quality that takes place in action and doing the mitzvah, which is called the skafia. You basically practice restraint. You're not doing what you want. You're doing what Hashem wants. Which that's a novel idea because by, when it comes to a mitzvah, when you're practicing restraint, you're not doing what you want to do. You're not doing what's in your nature. The whole idea of a mitzvah is doing what Hashem wants, not what you want. And as versus Talmud, it's all about you. So it knows the pro in Talmud is that it's enjoyable. The con is that it's you, not necessarily Hashem. In mitzvahs, the pro is it's Hashem. You're doing what Hashem wants. The con is they're lacking the, the, lacking the, the, the enjoyment. In other words, so, <clears throat> besides the fact of Kabbalah soil, which means accepting what Hashem wants, there's a novel idea, there's a revolutionary idea that a person can do up in his, his nature. And where does that play out? In mitzvahs. Now, so the Talmud goes back and forth and says, no, each one has its own quality. But nevertheless, what happened at the end? They came up with a resolution. They said, guess what? Even though Talmud has its own quality, mitzvahs have its own quality. You can't say one is better than the other. But they came up with a resolution and said that Talmud, studying Torah is greater than doing mitzvahs. Why? Because Torah study will bring you to doing mitzvahs. 
So in other words, it doesn't mean that Talmud is really better. It's it, on its own right. But the only reason why Talmud, so to speak, better is because Talmud recognizes action and Talmud supports action. Talmud supports mitzvahs. It's going to bring you to do, do, do the mitzvahs. It also is going to teach you about the mitzvahs to what to do. So Talmud has Talmud. It's enjoyable, but it supports mitzvahs. So it has technically both in one. In other words, never says, I like, take it to the next level. Not only does Talmud teach you about the mitzvahs, and it, 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 it leads you to the mitzvahs, but also within learning, you also have the component of action where you're going against your nature. Why? Because after you learn Talmud, and you really learn it, you ingra- you're, you're, you're engaged in learning, and yes, from enjoyable and total expansion, etc., and the full simcha that brings, but then it takes you to the next level. In other words, then what happens is you don't learn because of the enjoyment, you learn because you want to learn. In other words, you learn because of, not because of the enjoyment, you learn because of your accepting to learn because that's what God wants from you. So in other words, to recap, so what Rebbe is saying is like this, that what we just learned, Yosef is about Talmud, Yehuda is about what? Action. Which one is greater? So the Talmud, they discuss this, no, Talmud has its quality, enjoyable, etc. Um, action, ha- mitzvahs have this quality because you're going against your nature. And not one is not better than the other, but ultimately they say is that Talmud is greater because it brings you to action. And it teaches you about the action. And more importantly, there is a certain component of learning you can learn, so to speak, not because of its enjoyable, it's because you're doing, you're learning Hashem's Torah. Now, all, this resolution that the Talmud comes with, that Talmud is greater because it brings to action, that is in this world. However, when Mashiach comes, action is going to be greater. Why is that? Why is that? Because we know it says in reference to when the future of Mashiach comes, it says in the prophets, the the, uh, spirit of impurity is going to be totally wiped away from the earth. There's not going to be any impurity in the world. So if there's not going to be any any impurity in the world, there's not going to be anything to transform. So what what are we going to be doing then when Mashiach comes? We're going to be growing from one level to the next level in, in good and in holiness. What's the ultimate of growth in, in holy, in holiness? That means that you're going to reach a level that it's higher than tainug, higher than pleasure. What's the highest level? You're serving Hashem just because. Kabbalah Sarel. Hashem wants, Hineni, I'm serving Hashem. My whole goal is, I want to fulfill the will of Hashem. The highest level is, not because it's enjoyable, no one's saying you shouldn't enjoy, but the ultimate, do you want to reach a, light, a, a real high place spiritually? I'm doing the will of Hashem. That's the ultimate. Now, so since when Mashiach comes, there's not going to be any evil, uh, in, in, and there's not going to be any any uh, spirit of unholiness. So we're going to go from one level to the next, first enjoyment, but ultimately, you know, we just want to do the will of Hashem. We're not going to be have any agenda. <clears throat> not only that, in this, that's point number one. Point number two is, in this world that we're living in, we're living in a finite place. We're living in, in, so to speak, in exile, even a holy exile. And there's different levels. 
and, we, and, therefore, and therefore, because was, because we're living in a world, in, in a finite world, in a concealed world, in a, in a constrained world, so we have different levels. You have the level of action, and you have the, which we said is acceptance. You have the level of Talmud, which is enjoyable. But when Mashiach comes, there's no levels. There's no levels. There's no constraint. There's no limits. So therefore, you're not going to say this one has this level, that has that level. But we're just going to want to have the true serving of God. A God. In other words, we're going to serve God just because we. Acceptance, we're accepting God without any agenda, not even a godly agenda. So when Mashiach comes, all agendas go away. There's no agendas, there's no levels. It's all about one thing, one thing only, serving Hashem. That's going to happen when Mashiach comes. And Rebbe says he'd like to explain this even according to the revealed part of the Torah, based on what the Rambam writes. The Rambam says as follows, the ultimate completion of us serving Hashem What's, what, what's the ultimate level of serving Hashem? Serving Hashem out of love. And the, the Ramam writes, that's the real quality of, of, of Ramavinu, Abraham. Because uh, uh, Hashem said on Avramavinu, Avram, that Oyavoy, he's the one that loves me. In other words, what does that mean he loved Hashem? He served Hashem not because of an agenda, not because of a reward. And like the Ramam writes clearly, that the, the, the serving Hashem has to be, not even because, oh, you know what? Because when Mashiach comes, I'm going to have a, a top seat in, in the world to come. No, that's an agenda. And there's not going to be any agenda when Mashiach comes. And this, com- this complete, this high level, when are we going to reach that level when Mashiach comes? Now, since what's going to happen when Mashiach comes, there's no agendas, there's no levels, it's all about doing what Hashem wants. So what is the power, what, what is the energy you're hearing when Mashiach comes? It's all about action. All about accepting what Hashem wants, Kabbalah accepting, which is above any of our intellect, emotions, etc. So today's day and age, yes, Talmud is greater because there's levels and it brings you to action. When Mashiach comes, there's no more levels anymore. It's all about the action. It's all about doing what Hashem wants. Even the learnings what Hashem wants. And that's why it's interesting, Gerber says, it's hinted in the Rambam that the avoid that has to be not only because you want to reach the Oilam the, Haba, the, the world to come. Because an Oilam Haba is referring to the level of Torah. And, but the ultimate avoid is higher than Torah, it's all about, uh, all about action. So based on this, Shabbat explains beautifully, and he says, now we'll understand why it says, the Avdi David, my servant King David. Melech Aleim is the king over them. We're going to have Roya Echad. It's going to be one leader. And it's not going to be two leaderships of Yehuda and Yosef. Why? Because even in the future when Mashiach comes, we said, what do you, but, but you might think that there is two. You have to say, no, it's not going to be two. Because even in the future when Mashiach comes, there's going to be two kingdoms. Which two kingdoms? <clears throat> the kingdom of Yehuda, which is represented by acceptance. And the kingdom of Yosef, which is about adding, which is which is about mitzvahs and Torah. And others, we're going to have both types of service when Mashiach comes. You're going to be learning Torah, which is connected to the idea of Yosef. You're going to be doing mitzvahs, which connect to, to Yehuda. But on the contrary, what are we going to have then? We're going to have the ultimate in learning Torah. Because what's going to happen when Mashiach comes? You're not going to be busy doing any work. All the work is going to happen on its own. And you'll be able to learn Torah not because of any reward, not because of any agenda. Torah is going to become an occupation. So what's going to happen is the Torah that we're learning when Mashiach comes is going to be on the level of Mice of action. And that's the powerful revolutionary idea which is going to happen when Mashiach comes.
But never, you know, even though we're dealing with Torah on the highest level, but nevertheless, who's going to be the king? King David, which was represented by action. You know, it's because all our spiritual work, which is going to be comes, even learning Torah, which is all about Yosef and about adding, it's going to be on the level of what? Of action. In other words, not limited to a level, understanding, enjoyment, etc. It's going to be totally off the charts. And that's why it says specifically that David Avdi, specifically King David, my servant, because he's going to be a servant. What does that mean, a servant? A faithful servant, servant uh, the ultimate completion in the level of Yechida, in the, uh, the one, totally one with Hashem, because you're only going to have just the oneness of Hashem. There's not going to be any, any agendas and any levels, no nothing. And this, this will also come down in the learning Torah as well in the future. Because when we're, we're going to learn Torah on that what level? Just because we're learning Torah. It's, this is what it was what we do. We learn Torah. Up to the point, we're not going to have two kingdoms and two camps. Like I said before, before that, that we're going to bring one staff to the other, etc. But we're going to have ultimately one level, which is all about the action. Now, Joseph, we mentioned before that all the revelations in the future come from, like Dr. explains at length in Tanya, by our action, our spiritual work in the time of Golos. So the same thing also we're going to understand in reference to what it says, David Abdi When Mashiach comes, we're going to have King David's going to be uh, the king. And how does that happen? It happens when we do, when we prepare ourselves in our work, and specifically what? In this world. And that's why the Rebbe says, the Ramam writes, that when a person starts his relationship with God, so what happens? We're human beings. So the way we start, think about any child in school, you give him a candy. In other words, you give him a reward. So the beginning of any relationship with Hashem is not necessarily for the high, for, the, for, 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 for altruistic reasons, just to serve Hashem. There's other ulterior motives. But what happens is from the ulterior motives, you come to the avoid of, no, no, you know what, I don't want the materialistic rewards. I want to have a nice life and Mashiach comes. But then you come to even a higher level. You just want to learn Torah just because of learning Torah. And it was just to serve Hashem, just like Avraham Avinu, which Hashem called him, he loved Hashem. And he didn't do it for any reason, he just did it because he loved Hashem. Now, since this is actually, the Ramam writes this in, a, in the Code of the Jewish Law, so obviously this is something which applies to every single one of us. And, and, and Hashem gives us responsibility, it's obviously we're able to fulfill the responsibility. That the fact is we, every one of us, have the power that we can reach the level of just serving Hashem with no agenda whatsoever. And the Rebbe says, ooh, it's possible, you can say from like a, from a hint perspective, that this, that um, we say this is a preparation for all the preparation of Mashiach comes. When we basically serve Hashem without any agenda, we're going to have the ultimate non-agenda Mashiach comes. That's why it says in the Rambam, specifically we're in the 10th chapter of repentance. Why? Because we know that the whole idea of tshuva repentance, that's the novel idea. I mean, even we have tshuva today, but the, the revolutionary idea of tshuva is going to be Mashiach comes. Like it says clearly that Mashiach is going to bring, even inspire righteous people to do tshuva. In other words, when we serve Hashem, the Shema, which means just for the sake of Hashem, on the highest level, which that's why it's in the 10th chapter, which is the idea of, of complete, a complete number of 10, will come to the ultimate revelation of the future, as we know, where King David is going to be the ultimate king, and, and King David represents the idea, what, of action. Rabbi Finishov, he says as follows, it should be the will of Hashem, that so this should happen with us very, very soon in our days. That the f- promise should be fulfilled. 
What promised? The whole world will be filled with godly knowledge. Just like Kamayim Layama Chasim, you have an ocean, and everything is covered in the ocean. So not only on the on the level that we're going to understand God with our abilities, but we're going to reach the level of uh, the ultimate union, which the where we're totally one with Hashem. But even a, a, on a deeper level, not like with two people that become one with Hashem, but it's literally like Kayimayim Layama Chasim will also merge in the water. Till we reach the level of what? Of an Evid Neman, a faithful servant, with this, we don't have your own identity. It's not like you're becoming one with Hashem. There's no identity. It's all about Hashem. And, and the promise is going to be fulfilled. That God is going to be the king on the whole world. The whole world is going to recognize God's the king. And especially well, on, on, the, on the Jewish people, the nation that Hashem loves. That, like, as we know, every single one of the Jewish people is like, considered like an only child to Hashem, which is connected with the, with the Yechida on, on high. Yechida Lechadech, we have the ultimate, powerful, deep connection with, with Hashem. And, uh, the, it's going to be fulfilled also in the verse. God is going to be the king over the whole world. When that day when Mashiach comes, he Hashem Echad the name of Hashem and Hashem Himself, everything is going to be all about Hashem. And just like the way Hashem is written, that's the way He's that, that's the way it's read. And was, what does that mean practically? That the name of Hashem is going to be read in a revealed way. The essence of God is going to be revealed, and literally the the powerful name of Hashem Yud Kevavke is, is going to be able to be revealed in the world. And what's going to be revealed in the world is the ultimate oneness. That ultimately everything, everyone's going to see that everything is Hashem. That the the simplicity on high. Which is connected with the simplicity of our human being on, on, on a simple level. And when is that going to happen? It's going to happen with the true and complete redemption. Very quickly in our days through Mashiach Tzedkenu. So here we have another beautiful, powerful Hasidic discourse in honor of the last days of Pesach. And as you can tell from here, that it's a powerful message. But ultimately what the Rebbe is teaching us is, the ultimate goal is, is to connect to Hashem, to do the Ratz Hashem. We do start doing the Ratz Hashem, will ultimately merit to that powerful revelation when Mashiach comes and the whole world is going to realize that Hashem is the king over the world and we're going to have Mashiach Zedkenu and we'll all be united together with Mashiach and Yerushalayim Yerukhoidosh. Let's hope and pray our next class will be um, in Yerushalayim Yerukhoidosh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov and happy Pesach.